happening? Season three premiere of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Let's fucking go. I'm Nicole Nixon. I'm a journalist in Sacramento. And I'm Julia Ritchie, a journalist in Nashville. And together we are obsessed with the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City franchise. It's true. We both used to live and work in Salt Lake City, and we did promise each other, if you remember Nicole, that we would do this one day. (laughs) We did promise, and today that promise is finally being fulfilled. Three seasons in. (laughs) Yeah, it only took us three years. (laughs) Uh, Last week on the season three premiere, we opened with this super ominous flashback um, that I thought was pretty well produced, actually. Uh, it has Jen describing her direct response marketing business, which we now know is this big scammy scam that mm-hmm. could land her in a federal prison soon. Um, so let's get down to business, <laughs> shall we? What I've done for the last 20 years is direct response marketing. I make millions. Hey, you got to do what you got to do for money. I'm like the wizard of Do you Oz. think that the producers went through all their old tape and gave, like, federal investigators any of those clips of her talking about her business? I, I do wonder, because you remember when the, uh, Coach Shaw later in this episode says that we need to go and, and sift through all the documents and go to New York and, be, mm-hmm. and meet with our pretrial attorneys. <laughs> and I was like, what are all these uh, materials that they have to go over? And I'm like, what if it's just footage from like season one of <laughs> and i loved that jen was i loved that jen was just like yeah we have so much to do <laughs> but let me <laughs> like she's clearly not really involved in any of it but let me plan this party first <laughs> I know. yeah there are some uh cast members that did not make it to the season three premiere so we should pour one out for mary cosby who decided to leave the franchise <laughs> at the end of season two think she'd had enough scrutiny of her church uh and just such a shame because it was just getting good there huh yeah i feel like they were about to break that one open too i know well fingers crossed they still do and then also jenny had to leave after some unfortunate facebook posts were uh unearthed uh that revealed that perhaps she was not as progressive as she portrayed herself (laughs) to be on the show And I think more than Jenny, we will all miss her little girl, whose name I actually forgotten now, but that's okay, because kids on reality TV is probably not great. Sketchy, yeah. I did like Jenny um, on the show, but I think as we've learned from multiple Real Housewives that the people on the show aren't necessarily the people they are off the show. Mm-hmm. But it's And no one's going to miss her weird husband either. Oh, God, he was terrible. Um continuing a long legacy of terrible Real Housewives husbands, though. Mm -hmm. So it seems, Nicole, that Lisa and Meredith's friendship or lack of friendship or whatever the hell you want to call it, enemyship, will dominate (laughs) this season's storyline. Tell me what you think of... So to recap, at the end of season two, Lisa gets very mad and goes into a room to vent, and she... Apparently, still mic'd though. Still hot mic. Hot mic. This is some journalism 101 right here. <laughs> she did not take off her mic and started just ranting like a crazy person, like mm-hmm. about Meredith and said some pretty astonishing things, calling her a whore and saying that she couldn't afford a house. And, mm-hmm. anyways, Meredith, I think rightly was upset by it. 
mm-hmm. and now um the two are barely speaking um so i guess my question for you is like you heard like meredith met up with Jin at in the pool at the beginning of this season fashion moment by the way sorry her swimsuit hot pink swimsuit i just love that it had like the buttons on the sides of like every blazer she's ever owned. It was just very Meredith, and I appreciated that. Yeah, I'm, we should find out who makes her clothing. <laughs> <laughs> there is a Real Housewives of Salt Lake City fashion Instagram, Ooh. and they will often post their outfits and like where to find them. Not that any, not that we could afford them. Uh, I did. Ha- I did feel a little bit. I don't know. I, I mean, a lot of this. I know that there are scripted portions of these shows. But Meredith was never really the gossip of this group. And this season, she's starting to, like, drop little um, mm-hmm. things about Lisa's character and Lisa's company and, and saying that she's heard rumors that Lisa's marriage is on the rocks. And I didn't know if it felt a little out of character for her. I feel like Meredith is fully embracing her, like, ice queen villain persona. Yeah, it seems like either she was told to do that by the producers of the show or she actually is like I've had it with all of you bitches and I'm just I feel like last (laughs) season when she was soaking in the bathtub for like four hours with a (laughs) glass of champagne after Jen was arrested she was like just reconsidering her life and being like you know this isn't so bad you know I can get off on this a bit I think she had a little of this like self-righteous when they go low I go high last last season and now it seems like that is not going to be happening anymore she had the taste and now she's just full-blown going yeah she's like Vita tequila is is (laughs) is bankrupt (laughs) and also she is like a woman hurt and scorned by her so-called best friend who did not apologize to her for like two months, and I think she's very hurt by that. So yeah, and, and I was su- and still didn't apologize to her husband. Oh in, no! Yeah, in this episode. she was just like, oh, I'd love to talk at some point. Lisa was, and Meredith was like, okay, they're gonna- and she went and talked and apologized to Seth for behind her. That was so awkward <laughs> at Sharif's party. It was, but completely on brand for Lisa Barlow. Oh, totally. Okay, so that is going to be one of the main dominant themes. I think the other thing is, is Jin Shaw going to jail? Because this was filmed before her um, trial date in March, but didn't it get pushed? I should have done some research before we started recording. <laughs> it did get pushed, I think, to the summer. Like, June, maybe, is okay. when she pled guilty. So we're just going to have to see her freaking out about going to jail, but she's still out in, like out on bond or whatever they call it. Out and about. And not and she did downsize to a, a 4,500-square-foot house. I could not. like three times the size of my house. I was going to say, my house in Salt Lake City was 900 square feet. So yeah. she was complaining about her and closet. She, I, I know. <laughs> but still throwing parties just at someone else's house. I should admit that I have been a Jin Shaw apologist since season one because um, I do think that she tries really hard. I find mm-hmm. that like her her joy is kind of infectious, even though I do think she's probably committed um, wire fraud and other crime, financial crimes. I appreciate that, but I cannot be an apologist for defrauding elderly people. Old elderly people. Understood. Understood. That's a good ethical line to draw. I... <laughs> 
I think I'm getting there with her, especially after this latest like Harlem party, which we should talk about briefly. So, oh yeah, they. Uh, okay, so Coach Sharif is turning 51, and uh, even though he seems to hate being on the show, she constantly <laughs> continues to throw parties for her husband. And does he also get paid for being on the show? Because she has a lot of debt now. I think that's so. probably why we're seeing more of him this season is they're like, we've got to yeah. pay these legal bills. <laughs> so anyway, she's going to throw him this party for his 51st birthday. That's Harlem themed because he loves Harlem. He loves the movie Harlem Nights, Harlem which I've never Ni- seen. Okay. So I was a little confused. Oh, but it okay. looked very fun. OK, the, that was my bad. I, did, I guess I missed the part of like <laughs> that it was based off a movie. But it also just was like they had a, a flapper theme party. In that, oh yeah remember? in season one at that burlesque bar right. which is was very fun if you ever in salt lake hit it up oh you've been there can't even remember what it's called but it's right by fashion place isn't Mall. it prohibition yes yeah that's a good one yeah well i just feel like they're we're getting a little too much 1920s cosplay with this uh with this casting crew mm-hmm. they just love to like get dressed up in old glam i guess i don't know we should unpack that on another episode of like <laughs> <We should. laughs> um, a B plot in this episode was Whitney's um, quit. Is it quit Mormon dot com dot org dot org? Sorry, I don't like I think I, we should let's we should <laughs> probably are we supposed to be promoting the website? <laughs> Anyways, Whitney has decided that she wants to leave the church, which is something that I didn't know what that was when I because we should say you are former Mormon, a former mm-hmm. Mormon, and I am not. So I've learned a lot about Mormonism from this show, but also just living in Salt Lake City. And Oh, yeah. yeah. And I didn't know that one, even if you stop going to church, you are still on their, like, roles. They're, like... Correct. Yeah. And they have you on a, on a list forever until you say... Or get a... Apparently now you have to get a lawyer involved with, until you say, here's my lawyer, please take me off the off your roles. Or they excommunicate you. Yeah. Which is like a whole thing. Uh, so was that a big deal, t- did you think? I I actually was surprised to learn that Whitney was still officially a Mormon. I thought she had left like years ago because she talked about, you know, marrying her husband, Justin, and like all the stuff with her family. So I was just like, oh, like she obviously is inactive. She probably left. Or was excommunicated when she married her husband or whatever. Well, that's what I thought. I was so, like, so if you're excommunicated for, you know, breaking the rules like she did, you're not taken off the rules, even if you're excommunicated? You are taken off the rules if you're excommunicated. But you have to, like, I don't, excommunication is very, like, sometimes they excommunicate you and sometimes they, like, see what you're doing and they're just like, man, eh, whatever. Okay. So I don't know. And then... I was also surprised that Heather had not gone that route yet. Oh, I was not surprised at all that Heather is still active, like a member officially. I was surprised with, like, when Whitney brought her down and was like, I have the papers, I'm on quitmormon.org, and the the camera panned to Heather, and her face was, like, slacked, like, she was so shocked. She could not believe what she was seeing. I was shocked at Heather being so shocked yeah, that she... Whitney was officially going to leave. I was like, why did, is Heather... I, that showed me, like, you know, Heather came out with this book about being a bad Mormon. Like, Heather's had this storyline of being, like, Mormon but not living it. Mm-hmm. And so to see her, like, shocked that Whitney was going to finally actually officially leave, I was like, wow, 
that showed me that Heather, like her journey to leave, if she ever does, is going to be way harder and like tougher than I originally thought. Yeah, I I think that's right. Is that it showed this like gulf in, and that's what I really like about the show is like there are different cast members on different journeys with their faith. Mm-hmm. You know, not just Mormonism, but a lot of it Mormonism. So. Yeah, I had also thought that Heather was a lot further along or at least maybe at the same point as Whitney. And it seems like they're not at the same point at all. Right. Which is so str- I mean, I don't know. It's just interesting to me that the like different. Yeah. Like you said, the different like journeys people can take, because on the one hand, like, I don't know, Mormonism as a as somebody who grew up Mormon, like it's so um, there's so much about like it's so performative like so to me if heather is like able to drink alcohol on a national tv show and like talk about her sex life and her divorce and all this stuff that to me is like oh like she doesn't care like you know she is on her way out for sure but um i don't know but she she like there's this yeah that thing about like that she doesn't talk to her mother but that mm-hmm. this maybe gives her one tether to her that is uh-huh. so painful to hear. And yeah, <laughs> if and you've I ever had a family that. member that you like feel very isolated from, and that but you still love them because they're your blood, and you're like, mm-hmm. I think that's why people have always felt that Heather was like the fan favorite is because she her struggles feel very uh, uh, oh yeah like relatable. And I totally understand where she's coming from with like not wanting to disappoint your family mm-hmm. and not wanting to like hurt them and not wanting to give up any especially if you have a like you know if her relationship with her family is and we saw some of that in the last season at her dad's graveside yeah and her mom like not attending or just doing a drive by um yeah that's hard and so i really hope this season we get to explore that with heather yeah and, and i think could be queuing up the drama that they foreshadowed in the opening sequence that oh with whitney and yes heather. i i honestly yeah. think that this could be a sort of like undercurrent so this is a good segue to our wishes for this season. We were going to record this before we watched the first episode, but I kind of think it's better now that we have a little primer, you know? Oh yeah. Um, so I'm going to start with, I would like to see Vita Tequila's distillery in Mexico that <laughs> Meredith <laughs> has totally maligned and said apparently does exist, but that Lisa and her husband have never visited. So I'd like to mm-hmm. s- like to make sure that the workers at this plant in Mexico are doing okay um, and that it does, in fact, exist. Um, so that is one wish for me this season. <laughs> Let's see. For me, um, this is more of a prediction that I actually really hope comes to pass. I hope that Meredith and Seth come out as being in an open relationship already. Wow. Like, I have no reason to really believe that, but I think it explains a lot of uh, a lot of what we heard last season, a lot of, like, what Lisa was ranting about. Oh, you know, and it's funny because I had this on here that I was like, man, I'm so tired of Seth. I really <laughs> – now that, that Jenny and her husband are gone, like – I think Seth is like just uh, he's just so annoying to me. For so s- cringy. Yeah, very cringy and just 
Man, I was like, I hate that they swapped out Brooks, her son, for <laughs> her husband. I know. <laughs> At least Brooks had some like entertainment value and like good one liners. He That's could just annoying. he could deliver a one liner, and that oh, yeah. I respect that. But yeah, I don't. I guess I don't have as many wishes other than um, I hope that we haven't met any of the new cast members. But I think mm-hmm. I I hope that they aren't racist. So that's my I saw that's my I third saw wish. Rumor <laughs> that. The what? Who was Angie? Yeah. Her name is also Angie. Yeah. So maybe there will be two Angies. But I saw a rumor like a year ago that the Angie whose house they were at for the party would become a cast member, but maybe not. Yeah. I'm... And then I did see Angie Harrington posting a lot on Instagram that she'll be on this season. My one last wish for this season is that we, and I know it won't come true, but I wish we follow the thread again of Mary's creepy church, even though she's not on the show anymore. <laughs> I did so. think, I was like, it'd be great if we could just have a little like check-in with her. Maybe she, <laughs> maybe she can come on, watch what happens live with um, uh, Andy Cohen and just like talk <laughs> shit about all of her. So actually, this came up in the Watch What Happens Live also. Um, Andy asked if either of them have heard from Mary since the reunion. And Lisa said that she got a text from Mary while she was driving. And it was like this long text. And Lisa was like, I took too long to respond because I was driving. And she took it all back. So (laughs) time Lisa finally got to read the text, it was like, you're mean, like, never mind, you're the worst person ever, like, horrible things like that. Well, this has been awesome. I'm so glad we're doing this. We'll talk more next week. Next week. Um, and I guess we are calling this podcast Disengaging. Is that okay? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Okay. Especially since Meredith is going to be the... She'll be engaging. Like... I know, maybe we should call this Engage. Oh, I don't know. We'll, we'll rank each episode on how engaged we are with it. This episode of Disengaging is produced by me, Julia Ritchie. And me, Nicole Nixon. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. And if you are an RHOSLC fan and you like what you hear, please help spread the word far and wide. And if you don't, Please keep it to yourself. (laughs) Bye. Bye. I have you starting. (laughs) Shit. I'm not ready. Okay. (laughs) How over the top do I need to be? I I mean, it does not matter. There will be like 10 people listening to this. so. Okay, it's true. All right. But one of them will be Ben Winslow. So we want (laughs) to. We need to impress Ben. Okay. (laughs)